0: Hey everybody, this is Arpando Torres, and you're listening to the show before the show. And I'm Paige Wesley. And with us we have... Buckets of Piss. Oh boy! I am st- we just finished recording the episode, and I have not stopped laughing. Oh man, um, here's a weird thing to say, especially during the plugs, but if you normally skip our plugs, listen to them. There's some really good... <laughs> There's, There's some a wild really good shit jokes. this week. Yeah. I feel like the plugs are when like our brain has melted enough where we're like, fuck, I don't even care anymore. I got three business things to talk about. And then the weirdest jokes possible. Yeah. Just
1: time to say the gooey shit that my brain thinks up. <laughs>
0: so uh anyway we've got a great episode for you it's the final episode of our series on mormons thank you Paige.
1: thank you or at least on brigham young yes. that is
0: true i keep saying mormons and that's just wishful thinking but it turns out there's a long line of terrible people that did stuff in the name of joseph smith and his mormonisms correct um hey we are going to be at panic fest this coming week uh that episode i am planning on being the one that we release but you know with live episodes you never can guarantee anything so i don't want to i basically what i'm telling you the audience is that episode might come out late uh or we might have to scramble at the end if there's any technical issues which i am not uh, i am not foreseeing i'm just trying to be as uh forthright as possible um and then yeah we've got some updates about other stuff that's at the end of the episode nothing bad I'm not trying to scare you or anything just if you're if you want uh some more clarity on our scheduling uh listening at the end and because the jokes are fucking good um Yeah, you can go. Uh, oh, Panic Fest is sold out. Uh, thank you so much. That's a fucking a crazy text message to get. So
1: crazy, yeah.
0: Um, absolutely wild. Uh, we love you so much, and we're so excited to see you if you're going. Um, and also, I want to preemptively say this, that uh, we're traveling pretty light, so I don't think we'll have much there. I'm going to try to bring – I got more pins in. Um, so we'll like we'll have like a few pieces of merchandise really, but not not really yeah, that much. I'm, yeah, it's mostly um,
1: just come say hi to our
0: faces. This is gonna sound conceited, so I'm sorry, but if you have anything you want us to sign, bring it, bring it along, bring it along, and we'll sign anything. Uh, at previous Panic Fest, I've signed a Jimmy John's T-shirt. Uh, at RTX, somebody had me sign a card for a bunny rabbit. You yep. know, it's. If you want us to marry you, not like get married to you, but no, marry no. you to your partner. We're um, not
1: officiants, but we'll say words.
0: Oh, no, I am, Paige. I oh, am, are you? <laughs> yeah, I am an ordained minister that I forgot that I did that. Again, not even for a purpose. I did it online when I was like... 19 or something because i was like hmm. i think you have to renew that dude it's not like in perpetuity <laughs> Oh, i keep on renewing it page <laughs> <laughs> i have been an ordained minister for eight years okay nice. i am nice. a professional anyway panic fest is coming up we're so excited to see you see you there we love you it's gonna be awesome moon tower is happening on april 19th that's me uh doing rooster Teeth podcast for information on uh my instagram and yeah without any further ado let's hop into the fucking show let's go baby let's go
1: beverage bucket
0: hello hello hello
1: All cults might have some or all of these traits. And as always, these, these are, are our opinions. opinions. Thank you for tuning into Cult Podcast. I'm Paige Wesley.
0: And I'm the very full Armando Torres.
1: And with us, we have Blood Atonement.
0: Oh, no. That's much worse than what I was going to say, which is a full belly of KFC.
1: Oh, nice. Although.
0: I feel like I need to commit some blood atonement for how much I just fucking scarf down a chicken. I think basically. your butt's
1: gonna commit some blood atonement later. There you go. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah
0: absolutely. Did you know mm. at KFC? By the way, I have n- I have not eaten at KFC in several. At least months. I i are more don't of a really... Popeye's
1: family, personally.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Popeye's rocks. KFC is this thing from my childhood where every time I would get it and I would go, oh, hell yeah, KFC, and then immediately get sick mm. and then not want to eat it for several months and then go, oh, hell yeah, KFC. And it's a vicious cycle. Yeah, of course. Um, This time I was like, you know what? What I really want is I want a piece of their fucking chicken and I want some mashed potatoes. And I want a biscuit. And that's it. Mm. And I got that. And they. And then I went to go to the size option for the lemonade that ha- came with it. And they have three options, Paige. Do you know what they are? Uh, I'm going to say medium, large, and extra large. You are, in a sense, correct. Because they have regular, they have large, and then for $3 more, you can get a beverage bucket, Paige. A bucket? a beverage bucket that's what they call
1: it i'm interested in this actually um <laughs> i i i'm that bitch who's like yeah i'm gonna get the combo but i'm gonna need to upgrade that to a large diet coke every time so See, that's, beverage bucket that's, seems like it was made for me
0: that seems fine that seems fine like being like hey i gotta upgrade to a oh my god page i just googled beverage bucket <laughs>
1: How big is this bucket by the way? Are we talking like it's, one of those Home Depot 5-galloners or is this First of all,
0: I don't think you can consider this a bucket. It is a space-age pouch with a What? Fucking, what is with this? With a fucking what medical grade opening. It's like a bag. It's like we got a that specimen like from the kernel. That like to
1: an IV. And look, yeah. hey, I I know I have a problem, but I'm not taking diet coke intravenously yet. Yes. So like you know that's there's whatever, still okay. hope
0: so i didn't know that's what it looked like when i started talking about it but i do want to say that like okay what a wild choice for kfc because you could just say like small medium large yeah. bam done yeah. you could even say like fucking family size or like you could call it uh the party pouch a you lot know, of people have just gone to like regular and
1: large and i'm okay with that because like that yeah. gives me context
0: but KFC goes, hey, for three dollars you can drink out of a bucket like the fucking animal you are. Well,
1: that's like raising and th- canes and Popeyes will let you buy gallons of iced tea and lemonade or Arnold Palmer.
0: See, even a gallon, like it's still a bit a much. Whole and gallon. I know I know it's implied that you're you're supposed to you're supposed yeah. to share that with your family. Sure. You're supposed to share sure, it with your sure, family. Sure, sure, but look me in the fucking eyes and tell me the people ordering a gallon of iced tea are not just fucking chugging it in the driveway. Yeah, like
1: PCP, just in the middle of the driveway walking <laughs> through the park. You know what you do with gallons? Yeah, you got it.
0: Yeah, instead you can go to fucking KFC and get space aged, I don't, an intravenous bag of what looks like used to belong inside of the kernel and just fucking sip it and call it a bucket. Not a bucket. Not a bucket, by the way. Definitively not a bucket.
1: Armando, you know what they should be putting in those? Gravy. Hmm.
0: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I did see that uh, they do have the $2 option to upgrade to gallon of gravy.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Gravy gallon.
0: Yeah. Anyway, if you're ever wondering, like... Man, why do I get sick every time I eat KFC? It's because they have just decided that, like, the beverage bucket. Yeah, I want. Here's 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 what's making me so upset about this. I've shown it to you now. You've mm-hmm. seen it. I've seen. We it. know. We I now both back. know what it what yeah. it. Yeah. we now both know what it looks like. It is a pouch mm-hmm. filled with a liquid. Yeah a pouch filled with a... They made the choice to call it a beverage bucket Yeah. to make you feel like a little piggy drinking out of a trough or of fucking Mountain Dew. Or to make you Mountain feel Dew.
1: better about the fact that they basically just gave you a Franzia bladder filled <sighs> with your beverage of choice. Like, if there was a box around that, it would be boxed wine or boxed lemonade or boxed yeah. whatever.
0: Yeah, I just fucking all right well we've got a shot clock going above this recording where i'm going to just expel a bucket of butt into my toilet thanks to the thanks to the colonel at kfc so uh why don't we get started i'm sorry to take up five minutes with the beverage bucket but it is the most insane thing i have ever heard from a business
1: how many people do you think have used like reused those beverage buckets to pass drug tests at work (laughs) Like, first first of all, if you're in California and you're still drug testing for fucking weed and shit, fucking why? Secondly, like, that is the perfect shape to, like, <laughs> duct tape to the inside of your leg. Of your thigh, yeah.
0: Yeah, okay. <laughs> That's really funny that, yeah, 100%, the first use that they're getting out of it... Well, one of the uses they're getting out of it is they're turning it into what they're calling definitely the boof it bucket. Yeah. Where oh, they're yeah. using that, you know, to get the fake pee That's into the cup. That's how gravy. Yeah. Absolutely. The other <laughs> the other use that you have for this is, uh, is to sneak alcohol into, like, amusement parks. Yeah. Like, every... Every single, even the initial use, by the way, every single way that you can use this pouch is for a scumbag. It is made for scumbags.
1: (laughs) Just like a vest of them at a Dodger game. Just like, oh, you could pat me down all you want. That's just, (laughs) that's just my natural jiggle, baby. And they're like, this (laughs) feels like Bud Light in a beverage bucket.
0: Yeah, there are certain, there are certain things that have been made in the world ...that I truly believe only exist for scumbags. And I've seen three of them. And the first one is uh, that. Mm-hmm. It's 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 the beverage bucket. Beverage the bucket. second thing is uh, stink spray or fart spray. That thing that, you know... I don't know if you ever grew up with a shitty enough friend that had fart spray and it... Sm- it, like it smelled would, like farts? It did not smell like farts. It smelled like death and would induce like almost vomiting if it got inhaled or smelled in any way it was one of the most disgusting made for scumbags that's all i'm saying
1: i i thought when you initially said fart spray i was kind of picturing a a kind of like um poopery situation like have you ever seen those ads for like these little panty liner things that sit in your underwear near your butt so when you fart the fart goes through it and it smells nicer Yeah.
0: yeah Yes. Yes. Uh, the, the, yes, I know what you're talking about.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know if they work, but yeah.
0: Yeah. See, that's not, that's made for scum butts, which is a medical, <laughs> a medical diagnosis.
1: She's got stage four scum butt.
0: So it's the beverage bucket, fart spray. And then I'm going to say, um, fuck it. Ford F one fifties made only for <laughs> scum packs. <laughs>
1: you're gonna make some enemies with that one <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah I, I really regret saying that before moving to texas yeah
1: good fucking luck <laughs> watch out for a king ranch edition This is gonna <laughs> mow your little honda accord off the freeway
0: i'm gonna get pulled over by a police f-150 and he's gonna mace me with fart spray <laughs> oh, oh man I'm gonna be pissing out of a beverage bucket. All right, Paige. Let's let's go ahead and start the episode. Let's I am so sorry, folks.
1: No, it's all good. It is all good. Uh, I can I can laugh slightly more this week. Uh, if you'll remember from last week, it was April Fools, so disregard all that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus. I'm sorry. That still sounds really bad
0: yeah the title of this episode is it has to be like the mormons part four but for reals this
1: time <laughs> it's brigham young part five by the way and for oh my reals god this time.
0: <laughs> yeah. uh, but this is our
1: last one this is our last brigham young episode
0: okay okay
1: there are other mormons we will cover at other times but for brigham young this is our last one
0: and only half of those mormons are uh in the movie poltergeist too so you're you know yeah And they got closed up in that cave so
1: you don't even have to worry about them.
0: Exactly. That's like a bunch of Mormons. They literally covered a bunch of Mormons.
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh, And that movie defeated them with racist stereotypes. Uh, So, (laughs) Poltergeist 2. It's wild. It's been on TV nonstop for the last couple weeks. Not sure why, but weird movie. Yeah. So, let's go through our sources. And they have been consistent through most of these episodes. Uh, Number one, we have No Man Knows My History. Uh, by fawn brody we also have john g turner's brigham young pioneer prophet uh leonard j errington's brigham young american moses as well as articles on brigham young from uh the lds church's website as well as brigham young from josephsmithpapers.org are you ready yes all right so where we left brigham young is sickly in a wagon he makes it to salt lake along with a group of other settlers there. Now, he declares it the Mormon Holy Land. Only one problem. In the time it took to get there, Utah is no longer part of Mexico, but is in fact part of the United States. If you remember from a few weeks back, they were like counterfeiting Mexican currency. Mm -hmm. And it was kind of like, why are they doing that? And it was because I think they thought by the time they got to Salt Lake City, it would still be Mexico. Unfortunately, it was not.
0: Yeah. This is like a kid spending all summer figuring out how to manufacture their own Chuck E. Cheese tickets and then finally going to collect the bike and finding out it's a Dave and Buster now. Yeah,
1: exactly. That is exactly what it's like. Oh, my God. Like, yeah. It. And
0: it's exactly like it's like because I forget the bloody war where Dave and Buster yeah. killed Chuck E. Cheese.
1: Yeah. No one, no one remembers the bloodlust of the Davites more than Charles Entertainment Cheese, yeah. and his father Chuck E. Lee, yeah.
0: Um. Anyway, sorry. They
1: should have never sec- seceded from the Amusements Union. Um. <laughs> anyway, uh, so Brigham Young didn't like that one bit, and he's like, "Got all this useless ass Mexican money. Like, what are we gonna do?" uh and he at this point had had a taste of control see everyone had followed him everyone did what he said he won that war of mormon secession after joseph smith dies and absolute power corrupts absolutely so he is no longer is he the guy that's like i'm friendly i'm a carpenter i'm going to help people out he's like no I'm Brigham fucking young. Do you know who the fuck I am? Like that's who he is at this point. Uh, Okay. Okay. He's gone full diva. He's gone full diva. And he, at this point is like, not only am I the successor of Joseph Smith, I'm as important. So he starts making up words left and right and basically reshaping the Mormon church to his own weird doctrinal thing that we will get into. And so he decides to petition Congress under President Millard Fillmore to allow them to create a new state called the State of Deseret. Now, let's talk about the State of Deseret. First of all, the name. The word Deseret, according to Brigham Young, is derived from a passage in the Book of Mormon where it means honeybee in the language of the Jaredites. I don't know a ton about the Jaredites other than their love for $5 footlongs, um, but... (laughs) They are a group of people similar to the Lamanites, basically one of four groups that are said to have settled in early America, uh, essentially the same way that they have been viewing the indigenous peoples of North America, where they're like, these are the people who truly, this is where the Garden of Eden was. And apparently the Jaredites had a word for honeybee that is Deseret, according to them. Now, you probably remember... From way back when we did Joseph Smith that there were scholars air quotes huge air quotations um, scholars arguing about the Egyptian origins of the words that Joseph Smith was using remember he kept trying to tell people it was high Egyptian or uh, like older Egyptian that he was somehow speaking these languages that hadn't been spoken for years uh, and then actual Egyptologists are like the fuck uh, and so the only thing that people have been able to maybe tie to this is that there is an Egyptian word from one of the lower kingdoms uh, that is similar letters and refers to something that sometimes people call a B crown, but it's just the shape of one of the crowns.
0: No, that that, that sounds like a coincidence. That sounds I like a so real too. big coincidence. yeah. I
1: think that's people reaching for like, see he knew it was egyptian and me being like no Mm -mm."
0: yeah it almost feels like he found the coincidence and then later they were like we gotta use that dude that is such a good marketing asset Mm -hmm. my guy yeah i would love to see the mormon marketing team by the way because i just found out that uh, i have a friend who is the lead social media guy for like a huge church like a huge like a mega church like a mega church and uh boy howdy do I envy (laughs) I wanna all I'm saying is if you I wanna you want to be in the writer's room for how they promote (laughs) God because they have got some ideas the
1: writer's room for promoting God. Yeah Um, yeah yeah
0: like God's look he's been killing it for a while he's been doing good shit I'm just picturing a
1: whiteboard where it's like God bottle episode question mark clip show yeah. question mark
0: well guys see here's the thing is like god is in his donald glover phase right now we're like <laughs> he, did, he did a bunch of cool shit a long time ago and now he's just kind of chilling and like taking on projects when he sees fit. like back in the day he was like flood fire 10 commandments right now he's like <clears throat> I got to let this fucking Olympics team beat the Ruskies, baby. Let's go. You know, he's more chill, more low keys, picking yeah, out his yeah, yeah. shit. And we got to be the marketing people who tell you what God's up to. Anyway, that's all I'm saying is I would love to be the marketer for the Mormons. And if you are hiring at, at the Church of Mormonism, please well, bring me aboard.
1: Spoiler for what we're going to get into later. Uh, these Mormons in particular mm-hmm. at this time. Would not have hired you because you are not white.
0: (laughs) Oh, no. We're going to get into it.
1: Fuck. So, personally, I think whenever the Mormons get into any Egyptian nonsense, it is full bullshit. Uh, I Mm -hmm. find no concrete evidence for any real link to anything actually Egyptian. So, let's talk about what they wanted from the state of Deseret. It would have been huge like massive it covered large sections of oregon plus southern california all of nevada arizona and utah as well Uh as parts of colorado montana and idaho like It's
0: massive. (laughs) Yeah. You have fucking parts of Oregon to Southern California California. is wild. That is a huge part of the only
1: parts of California that weren't either a already air quotes California or b air quotes Mexico. Like
0: that's it. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's uh, I said country earlier, but I meant like that is a huge part of the coast. Also, I know we've moved past this already, but I do want to refute your earlier point that the Mm -hmm. Mormons wouldn't Mm -hmm. hire me because I feel like these Mormons at the time would absolutely hire me because they would look at my name, my skin and go, you know, we do have a lot of money that maybe only this guy would be interested in.
1: They would love to pay
0: you fake money. They would love to grift literally everyone. Yeah. We have a big bank of Mexican money. I think we got to hire some Armandos.
1: Yeah. uh, Mormons at this time, high on grift culture. (laughs) Like hardcore. (laughs) Oh,
0: man. That's why
1: whenever they get into like super into doTERRA and young living and shit now, you're like, I mean, this is in your bones. (laughs) Like this is what you guys were founded on. (laughs) Uh, So it would have been huge literally mm. almost half of the modern United States. Okay. Uh, if you look at a map from the time, there's like the colonies that are already established as states. And then just the rest of the country is basically this mythical Mormon state.
0: How many, how strong were their numbers at this time? Because I feel like. Even not if we, that strong. Okay, yeah, exactly. Even if we give it to them, they're not going to be able to, like, even if you. It's one of those things where it's like, th- baby, that's too much woman for you. You wouldn't know what to do with it if you got it. It's, yeah,
1: it is far beyond the reaches of what they can control and manage. And also a lot of it is like indigenous tribal lands that Mm -hmm. already have people there, like living on it and everything. Uh, so the U S government receives this petition and they're just like, how about no, like that's not Mm going to happen. We're not Mm -hmm. giving you half the country Mormons like what? Um, but that didn't stop Brigham Young uh, for cre- From creating flags For the state of Deseret And raising a militia To fight the US government As a whole For his new state And here's the thing And this goes on for like two years The US government is just like God damn it Like we have other shit to do Like we don't have time To keep sending armies out To like kill these Like basically farmers <laughs> We don't have that. This is ridiculous. No, you can't have that much land. But how about you get to be governor of Utah and it's just slightly larger than modern Utah. How about that? And he's like, we'll take it. because <laughs> yeah. like literally that's all they could have handled anyway.
0: I feel like this whole situation is is a little ironic, seeing as how in modern day, there is nothing the United States military loves more than smacking down some farmers. Oh, just really fucking historically going after. Hey, hey,
1: if Brigham Young had had a cooler rock band and more guns, (laughs) I'm pretty sure the U.S. government would have like rode their tanks up with a raging heart (laughs) to knock them down. (laughs) We've seen it all before.
0: Okay, so he's got so not he's governor, not half of the country, but he's got. They gave, they promised him a little bit of land, basically Utah. They, he okay. basically has. Oh, all of Utah.
1: Yeah, all of Utah, but like modern day Utah. So like sure. like an eighth of what he was asking for. Mm. Um, but in that agreement, he was like, I also want control over the Native American tribes, mm. and because white people suck. The U.S. government was like, yeah, okay. So he was paid a salary of $1,500 a year to be governor and an additional $1,000 a year to serve as, and this is the terminology of the time. I know that it is not correct, but quote, superintendent of Indian affairs, end quote, which Mm. is actually positions that they had been handing out since pre-revolutionary war. Britain used to hand that out as like a job, And then they just continue doing it because it's basically the government saying like, well, they can't manage themselves, even though they definitely have been for hundreds, maybe thousands of years and we're fine without us. It's basically the it's almost like a police force for the Native Americans who are just minding their own business on their own land, by the way.
0: Did you say that he was getting paid uh, fifteen hundred dollars and then an additional thousand dollars yeah, for this? So twenty
1: five hundred dollars a year.
0: If you are wondering, twenty five hundred dollars in eighteen fifty five comes out to a salary of eighty six thousand four hundred and forty eight dollars a year. Yeah, to do nothing essentially. Yeah,
1: to do fuck all. Yeah, it's yeah. Now God. he uses this power because again, absolute power corrupts absolutely mm-hmm. to spread Mormonism throughout all the areas that would have been covered if the state of Deseret thing had worked out. So like he has his land, but then he just like spends all the resources he's getting to be governor to send other people out to those other places to start colonies, essentially. And if you're wondering how this worked out for the indigenous Americans at this time, uh, bad, really fucking bad. (laughs) Like the worst it could have worked out. Um, um, I, I'm sure you, you have a feeling of what happened.
0: No, I think it was great, honestly. I think it, historically and knowing how things have ended, I'm sure that it was actually just like a super dandy time. Have you heard that Thanksgiving was actually all good, no bad stuff?
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. That's well, what I learned as a kid. Uh, I If you uh, were raised uh, in, in the Mormon faith and you were taught that this was a peaceful, friendly relationship... Allow me to ruin that for you now. Uh, Mm. So they were pretty much constantly at war with local tribes. In every place that they sent a colony or colonists, colonizers, out to do colonist shit, uh, they were always uh, getting into fights with the local tribes. Now, here's the other thing. Reportedly, almost always... The local tribes would start out with like, hey, we see that you might be dying because you don't know what you're doing. Allow us to help you not die. And then immediately the white people would take this as a like, perfect. We're supposed to be more like your parents anyway, like their whole bullshit about the Lamanites or whatever. So it's just every interaction starts out
0: polite and then immediately devolves. It's terrible. (laughs) To be fair, and I'm not defending any of the actions here, but to be fair, as I've gotten older, a lot of my life has been me going to my parents being like, hey, it looks like you're going to fucking dox yourself on the internet or (laughs) get hardcore scammed. Mm -hmm. Do you want me to help you? And then they're like, I'm actually your dad. (laughs) Here's my social. Do you need anything else?
1: Yeah, yeah. So in one particular case uh the timpanogos tribe had tolerated the more the mormons and even helped their early colonizers not die uh but then an older member of their tribe named old bishop was accused of stealing now i say accused there was no due process there was no questioning nothing three of the mormons just murdered him in retribution so to recap They thought someone stole, they had no proof, and then they just killed him for it. Which, even if he had stolen and there was proof and it was actually a trial, like, murder would never be the consequence of that. Like, it's way out of line. Completely. So the tribe took some of their cattle to settle the score. Basically, you killed one of ours... We're taking the equivalent of a person basically back in cattle.
0: I understand the logic. I Mm -hmm. also understand, you know, the. I also want to say that it is a good thing that instead of murdering, instead of going, you know what? Eye for an eye, I'm going to murder back. They're going to go, we need to take revenge, but we're not going to kill anybody because we're sensible fucking people who Mm -hmm. are going to try to handle this like human beings. Right. I get all of that. If I'm up in heaven and I look down and I go fucking three cows, that's oh, how no. much I'm worth. No, no, no. no. I like, know it was I like know it way was more, more cows. I know it was way <laughs> more cows. But no matter how many cows you get, I'm in my head like that's fucking bull. That's no, fuck- dude. Hey. I'm fucking 56 fucking cows, dude. You're not that's about gonna- what it was. Honestly, it was like 50 cows. Um, then I'm seventy cows. I don't care. It'll, that, <laughs> it'll never be enough. What is the cow cows. to person ratio? Yeah. Here, let me Google that because I found 1855 to 2023 inflation rate. Let me find person to cow Here transaction. Here's
1: what's crazy. One time, way back in the day when we did um, Shakespeare in Love on romancing the pod, we found a calculation of like what a human like servant was worth. Mm-hmm. like if someone were to like buy their freedom versus like the cost of cows the cost of like farm hands the cost of whatever and it was like cows were shockingly affordable
0: yeah oh yeah they're not um they're not they're i'm i'm doing some research right now and i've just found out that they're surprisingly once you have them and they're like producing stuff not as expensive as i would have assumed per year to to you maintain. just need the
1: space like that's the thing yeah
0: This is maybe an awful thing that I did uh, and something that I kind of feel bad about. But I I did. I'm at the certain level of like a little bit high and it's Mm -hmm. a little bit late enough in the day where my Mm -hmm. brain's like getting real goofy. Okay, Mm -hmm. so I'm thinking, how do we just pure numbers figure out how many cows is worth a human being? Great. So here's what bummed me out. Is I looked up the uh, median income for California, one of the most expensive places you could possibly live. Mm-hmm. $33,000 a year. Jeez. I don't, I don't, look, I, I don't make a lot of money, but $33,000 a year is not enough to live on in California. No. Even anywhere. outside of the city. Yeah, like yeah, it's, anywhere. That is horrible. But. Just on income alone, thirty-three point seven. Let's call it thirty-three. Let's call it thirty-four. Let's call it thirty-four thousand dollars. Okay. An average cow costs about a thousand dollars a year at the high end to uh, maintain, to feed, for mm-hmm, care, mm-hmm, etc. Mm-hmm. But the average cost of milk makes the earning potential for a cow about twenty-four thousand dollars a year. Oh, That if, means if you can sell that milk if you can sell that milk. That means that a cow to a person ratio in California, it's really not that much. I, I mean, a cow is below our median income
1: rate, but not by much. Not by much. It's really, it's like considering what's it didn't even go to college.
0: Yeah, that's what's upsetting. Cow-lidge. Is that on? <laughs> fuck you. On <laughs> average, it would be less uh, an average californian is about 1.5 cows or less than all right which is really upsetting i mean it makes you understand why cheese is so expensive absolutely okay i take back what i said earlier about being worth 56 cows i think life is more than monetary gain but if we're looking at this from a purely capitalist standpoint cows not much
1: more expensive you're you're
0: worth like three cows maybe also, again, cow is like $1,000 uh, fucking lost, $24,000 gain. Human being is like 33000 in income and then all debt, mostly. Yeah, all mostly lost. Debt. Most humans are like, they say that most of our bodies are water. It's not. It's mostly debt. That's what makes yeah. up the human form.
1: Debt and Chipotle.
0: Oh God! Yeah, I want to deny it, but I just had their barbacoa, and holy shit! I I see why cows be making the big bucks.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So they stole cattle, Mm -hmm. uh, and the Mormons retaliated by murdering more of them because that's how they do. And I will remind you, the Mormons are on Tipanogos land. They they are encroaching on their village, on their land, on their crops, on their everything, and have the balls to murder them for things. It's madness. And they take it one step further. They actually chase them away from their village and murder as many of them as they can find. In February of 1850, at Brigham Young's direction, they went to all out war against the Timpanogos tribe, killing over 102 of them, men, women, and children, in retribution for one dead militiaman.
0: One. That's fucking insane. That's. That and is- not
1: to like go all eye for an eye for it, but one guy dead, and they almost, they literally try to eradicate this tribe from the earth. That's how far they go. It's fucked up. Yeah. And if that's, that's not bad enough, they also wouldn't allow them to claim the bodies of their loved ones. Oh. So they allowed a surgeon named James Blake to remove the heads of 50 of the bodies to transport them to Washington for study. Because again, they do not believe that indigenous Americans are human. So they think that their physiology is different enough that they need to study their heads. But before they could even do that and subject them to that kind of violation, they put all of the heads out in front of Fort Utah as a warning to the prisoners that were left over from that battle, but also all of the neighboring tribes. And it gets worse. How? Fuck. (laughs) Three of the local chiefs asked about the bodies of like, hey, you defiled the bodies of our people that you killed. We would like to have them back to at least bury them and do our funeral rites. Uh, And they said no. The Mormons were just like, No, we get to keep your bodies and do whatever we want to them. And so one of the warriors from the tribe was fucking furious about it. Understandable. And still did not kill people over it, but instead stole a bunch more cows and threatened to kill cows. It basically killed their livestock if they did not turn the bodies over. What did the Mormons do? They arrested him and charged him with the death of that one militia man that they then killed a hundred people about. They, and by the way, he did not kill that guy. They just blame it on him. And he was convicted and executed for someone he did not kill as he was just trying to get justice and get the bodies of his fallen family and friends back. Now, the prisoners that they took, mostly women and children, they were placed with Mormon families as enslaved peoples. And a lot of the Mormon sources you will find say servants, no.
0: Not much better.
1: Nope. It's a lie. They are slaves. And we know because they tortured many of them to death, by the way. And the ones that did not die with the families that they were tied to and forced to serve, they escaped to the other local tribes that's why we know about it because they escaped out into the other Ute tribes locally and here's the thing this gets back to the u.s government and brigham young is like yeah we handled the problem and the u.s government is like holy shit dude like we're bad but that's crazy (laughs) like first of all why were you gonna send us the heads we didn't want them Secondly you can't just kidnap people like what are you doing like this is such a bad look so they immediately revoke his position as the superintendent over the Native American peoples obviously Uh, and then they start examining how to get rid of him as governor because Mm. they're like holy shit um, he's a bloodthirsty madman what are we going to do
0: well yeah it's it's almost like and this is such a horrible comparison but it's almost like somebody was playing a game of Civ 6 and then got up to go to the restroom and their shitty little brother just took control. Like, it yeah. is so comedically fucking awful. Awful. That it's like, at every point in the story, you're like, it gets worse. How? How? How can yeah. it get worse? And it still does.
1: Well, it's it's especially infuriating when you find a lot of stories of like, no, they worked together to settle the West. And it's like, no, you murdered the shit out of all of them. Yeah. Like, and don't get me wrong they're not the only people America as a whole has murdered the shit out of a lot. But this is even for like when America is like, Hey, you're treating your indigenous people bad. Like that's bad. Cause we're yeah. extra bad at it. Like it's crazy. It's really rough, but that's not all because within only a few years since becoming governor, all the other people that the state, so Washington, D.C., appointed to govern alongside him to basically have checks and balances, fled. They just left. They literally just like got on their wagons and went back to Washington. Now, remind you, this is the 1850s, which means that they did the reverse Oregon Trail to get away from Brigham Young. Oh, my God. Where they're like, he is such a fucking monster that we're going to go all the way to DC and tell on him to Millard Fillmore who's just kind of like nobody remembers what I did as president anyways so like (laughs) whatever
0: (laughs) Millard Fillmore is standing there being like I'm going to be the most important president that has ever lived bitch I just found out you were president today today
1: well his successor uh, and I'm gonna make sure I'm
0: getting this right it's got to be real insulting that most people believe most Americans probably think Ben Franklin was a president and don't know Millard Fillmore exists.
1: Yeah. Uh, so Millard Fillmore again,
0: or not super or, memorable as memorable. he was known online, and his gamer code is Milf Lord Fillmore. <laughs> <Phil>
1: Fillmore. <laughs> yeah.
0: Milf Lord, comma Fillmore. Fillmore. Yeah. Uh, Sixty nine. So,
1: and and then Franklin Pierce, who comes right after him. Mm-hmm. Uh, they both are in kind of a fucked up position, right? Because it is the early 1850s and abolitionism is starting to spread and the rumblings of what will become the Civil War have already started to happen. And now it's a bit of a race to see who can nab as much territory that's going to be either free or promote slavery. And they expected when they gave Brigham Young, Utah, that he was probably going to go free, Because Joseph Smith had had kind of a wishy-washy stance on slavery and so had Brigham Young for a long time. Uh, But they did not count on one thing. Uh, And that's that Brigham Young is super fucking racist. (laughs) Like the most. Like way more than even like even by standards of his day is racist. Because like when you look back at it, you're like people believed crazy shit. And even people like your Abraham Lincolns or people that were supposedly on the right side of history said and did crazy shit because at the time everyone did. So even by the standards of his own day, Brigham Young is a violent racist. Mm. So terrible. So he then, as he's still currently governor wants to actively expand slavery into Utah and even get the Mormons into the slave trade. So he actually wrote the 1852 Act in Relation to Service based on his slavery beliefs. And in a speech that he gave that same year, he was quoted as saying, inasmuch as we believe in the Bible, we must believe in slavery. The colored race have been subjected to severe curses, which they have brought upon themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Now, you might remember from a while back, we talked about this theory of he believes that black people are the descendants of Cain and that their skin is dark because God has cursed them. Yeah, That is bullshit. It, it is not true. It is not backed up by either the Bible or genetics. It's just all bullshit. Um, it's bullshit in every degree. And he maintains that. Now, when he first left... Missouri they basically had the stance of we weren't they weren't going to enslave anyone they weren't going to sell any slaves but if you already had one you got to keep it and so that's kind of how they were they're like we're not messing with your property um, but we're also not engaging in the trade now he wants to engage in the trade he's like let's do it they have it coming like that's how crazy of a racist he is right now yeah it's now seven years later when the civil war is starting like 59 so it's just literally two years before the war uh, the new york tribune interviewed him to be like hey do you want to take that back like now that we're about to go to war like what's your stance and he doubled down saying that, quote, slavery was a divine institution and not to be abolished. Now, here's what's extra bad. There are black members of the LDS church at this time Mm -hmm. because there had been because Joseph Smith actively wanted people there and, and wanted free people. And he, while he didn't necessarily violently oppose slavery, he was a lot more erring on the side of not even considering people property. Like once you were with them, you were free. So there are black LDS families who now under Brigham Young are being treated as second-class citizens. So starting in 1848, right after settling in Utah, Brigham Young instituted what he called a priesthood ban for black men, which meant that they couldn't have any temple rights like the endowment or sealings and they basically couldn't get married. They It removed them from the afterlife of the Mormon faith entirely. They basically could not participate. And he taught that Seed of Cain doctrine that he basically viewed anyone not white as less than, although he did say that someday, if they earned it, maybe they could have the priesthood back. What the fuck? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh my god, you're yep. he's treating an entire race of people like a fucking a child, a singular child. A
1: singular child. Not only that. People as the Civil War got closer and and even into the Civil War were like, "Hey, so seems like you're a super racist, but you're living amongst a bunch of people who do not support slavery." you what's what's up and he would say things like it's not me it's God God is the one who says that they're unworthy like almost as if God is corporate and he's like my hands are tied like it's real fucked up yeah, and he just uh. keeps shifting the blame to God on that one I was like no
0: dude no no Yeah, just came back from the big man. Turns out that he said uh, black people aren't real and uh, we need 12 seasons of friends. So, yeah. Mm. (sighs) Sorry
1: Sorry about it. Yeah. Mm. So needless to say, in 1858, the U.S. government had had enough of his shit Mm -hmm. and instituted a non-Mormon governor. Like specifically, they sent somebody out there. And Brigham Young took it super badly uh, and doubled down on his leadership in the church and again rose his militia, which is not very strong, but they just basically would fuck up all the supply lines that were going to the army so that they couldn't like enforce things. They're just a menace at this point. And he promotes within the church at this time what he calls a spiritual awakening or a reformation within the church to hammer down some of his personal doctrines. So he required all active LDS to be rebaptized, and he codified things that had previously been nebulous like the priesthood ban on African-Americans and plural marriage and something called blood atonement. We'll, We'll get to blood atonement in a second. Let's talk plural marriage first. So we know that Joseph Smith had tons of wives back in the day, particularly in the last two years of his life. But many people consider Brigham Young to be the father of plural marriage because he's the one that kind of made it law. Now, women pushed back because they were like, um, this seems like it kind of sucks for us. And he said, quote, and this is an actual quote, the first wife will say, It is hard for I have lived with my husband 20 years or 30 and have raised a family of children for him. And it is a great trial to me for him to have more women. Then I say it is time that you gave him up to other women who will bear children, basically because you're useless now. Uh, And so he basically decrees that sex is practiced only in marriage and primarily for bearing children. And this is why plural marriage has to be the doctrine so that they can have as many children as possible.
0: That's not even like in the top five reasons to have sex. That's like bottom seven, maybe eight.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So then he gets into blood atonement. Now, blood atonement is a touchy subject because Mm -hmm. a lot of Mormons will argue that it was never actively practiced. However, Brigham Young... I would say, practiced it pretty heavily on people who weren't white. And secondly, preached about it all the time. Uh, So whether or not he directly enabled it or if people actively practiced it, he definitely preached it. And there are definitely fringe radical groups that have practiced it as well. Um, If you watched Under the Banner of Heaven, Blood Atonement factors in heavily into that story And it is inherently sexist. So we will talk about it here. So this starts with the Adam-God doctrine, which we've covered a little bit before. But it's the idea that Adam and Eve came from another planet, came to this planet to repopulate it, uh, and then went back up to heaven. And then Adam came back down to impregnate Mary so that she could have Jesus. And then he went back up to heaven where he rules as the God of this world, although there may be other worlds and potentially other gods. Now, Modern LDS does not hold to all of that. Um, A lot of that is no longer taught depending on the sect that you are in. Sometimes it is, sometimes it's not. Depends on how conservative your sect is. So, how does blood atonement fit in? Because of this Adam-God doctrine, he then uses that to kind of precipitate power down through him and men of the family, right? Right. So, some sins are considered to be eternal sins uh, in this belief system uh, apostasy, which is basically leaving the church, theft, which is how they justified killing the Native Americans that they encountered, fornication, but not sodomy. We'll get back to that in just a second, uh, and adultery. But those who committed these sins, according to Young, Brigham Young's doctrine, could atone by sacrificing their life in a way that sheds blood, which means that either they could sacrifice themselves or someone could kill them to cleanse them. Yes, it's fucked up. But here's the thing the few cases in which blood atonement is recorded. And a lot of the ones where we have actual records of it are very fringe, uh, and they are radical sects, but it's almost always violence against women because fornication could be construed as plural marriage. If you're a man, adultery could be plural marriage. If you were a man, but if you're a woman, it's forbidden at this point, apostasy can go e- anyway. And basically whoever leaves is fair game. Um, and theft obviously could go anyway. But apostasy, as well as adultery or fornication, are the reasons used in under the banner of heaven, primarily apostasy. But basically, at this point, Brigham Young is teaching crazy shit. He's killing a ton of people or has killed a ton of people. And the US government just wants to get rid of him because his standing militia just keeps fucking their shit. Unfortunately, it gets to a point where one of the army troops that is sent out to try and handle the Mormons mistakes a wagon train for the militia and kills most of that wagon train, which looks bad and requires the government to basically have like a shaky ceasefire with the, the Mormons Uh, where he agrees to no longer be governor. They put a new governor in, but essentially the new governor doesn't mess with them. And they kind of, he is left to his own devices to kind of be governor in everything but name. Um, So he starts railroads and universities, but I don't really want to talk about that as much because it takes away from the fact that he was such a stubborn, racist, murdering asshole. And, Let's not give him credit for for cool shit when he basically did it on the backs of the people he murdered. Yeah. So,
0: yeah. Have you ever uh, eaten like brown sugar maple oatmeal where they like put the little like they sprinkle brown sugar and all that? But like you make the instant oatmeal so like it didn't make it right there's like these little pockets of dust and so you just get like a big scoop full of brown sugar and it like hits you in the face like a, a punch of flavor Mm-hmm. so while you were talking about the Mormons uh, and their initial insane beliefs uh, I was you were like yeah we've covered some of these beliefs before and I was like I don't really remember that much from any of this and then you hit me with the so Adam and Eve are aliens and I don't know if you saw my face go like we're like yeah, yeah it I was did. that was the pocket of brown sugar maple for me that unlocked a thing in my brain the memory yeah and it just went Gush, and like oh, I God. went back and I knew all of of it and yes, I saw yeah. the numbers and the racism flying in front of my eyes. There's um, that,
1: and then the because we covered it when we covered an offshoot who was really into serpent seed doctrine, mm-hmm. where uh, Eve has sex with the serpent and it's like a whole thing. Um, so there's that too, but that doesn't factor in here as much, but. Yeah, it's it's one of those things where a lot of people are like, well, he did all this stuff. Like, he was the first governor. He founded the city. He he created a railroad that connected the Southern Pacific Railroad to one of the others. He starts a university there, which then becomes BYU way down the line. Like, it's all these things that they're like, he did accomplish so much. And I'm like, he was a, a raving racist who murdered indiscriminately like he killed so many people and maybe not directly with his hands but at his orders killed
0: hundreds of people yeah. you know it's the same energy as kanye being on alex jones show and basically being like you know hitler uh, because of him we have the autobahn so yeah <laughs> Yeah, like we got to go to
1: the moon because of the Nazis. Okay, but the Nazis still weren't great, though. Like, that's no reason to be like, yay, Nazis. That's a reason to be like, ooh, did we need to go to the moon? Like, that, that's, you know. you hear you we're know. going back? I did hear we're going back. I'm kind oh, of excited yeah. about Round that, actually. Round fucking
0: two, baby. We're going
1: back. Yeah. I'm- Us versus moon. This time, it's for real. <laughs> this time, it's personal. <laughs> we're bringing back the cheese. Oh, we're talking no. to the people that live in the hollow part. We're doing it right this time. That means- no Stanley Kubrick bullshit.
0: <laughs> we're going to the fucking moon. That means that what's what's gonna happen if we're following sequel uh, or reboot, I guess, a pipeline. It means that we're gonna have to send a rocket up there that has to explode. And then right. one of them has to survive and then train the new crew of right. the rocket who will be going. Right. Um, and that's going to suck. That's going to suck. Although I, I mean,
1: f- it's it's going to be one of the best movies of the franchise until the next one where they crash land on that penal colony and they kill Hicks. Yeah. So like, yeah, you know,
0: S- speaking of Rocky, did you know that fucking uh, that Stanley Kubrick doesn't own the rights to the film landing anymore? Isn't that fucked up? Oh really? Yeah, he doesn't own the rights to his own movie anymore. Wrote and directed the Moon Landing, crazy Damn. shit. Damn, not copyright laws, man. Yeah, it's that's wild. a riff on how Rocky, Rocky, fucking Sylvester Stallone doesn't own uh the rights to Rocky and is super well, pissed about it.
1: He it's because when he made Rocky, he was super poor. And the only way it got made was because of the producers that kind of stepped in to, like, push it to get made. And I only know because one of them taught one of my screenwriting classes. And so he didn't really have the bargaining power at the time to fight for rights in perpetuity. So... I think if he wants to, he could probably go after it in court and, you know, at least one of those guys is dead and another one's probably not far behind. So, like, he could probably eventually get rights to Rocky if he wants. It'd be
0: expensive, though. I got no horse in this race. I just, in my, from what I understood from Sylvester Stallone's talking, uh, I assume that he's just very upset and wants them to give it to him. I don't know that he knows courts exist. I feel like I I keep seeing clips of Sylvester Stallone in, like, a show where he basically plays, like, a Grand Theft Auto character. I... I don't know anything other than Oh, that.
1: I, yeah, I have seen the I don't know anything about it, but I have seen those trailers.
0: Yeah, yeah. I don't know anything about it. I'm not even seeing trailers. I'm seeing clips from the show and it feels like that's just Sylvester Stallone and his understanding of how the world works. Yeah. Cuz it's a it's basically a bunch of him going into a store and being like, "Let me get a let me let me get a coffee." And they're like, uh, do you want like a latte or you want like a like a small medium And then Sylvester Stallone's like Back in my day we only had one type of coffee And it was called working in the mines And then he like <laughs> kills them And that's like every fucking clip So I don't know how his brain works But I do remember in the interview where he said he didn't have the rights Here's me back remembering He didn't say he went to court To try to get the rights He just kept being like Do the right thing Be a man Give me the rights to Rocky <laughs> it's like yeah I don't I'm not sure Sylvester (laughs) Stallone knows that courts exist. Um, Well, anyway,
1: back to this racist asshole dying. So uh, he had lost control of the actual territories at this point, but ruled the church with an act with an iron fist. And in August of 1877, he was suffering from cholera and what was described as a swelling of the bowels. I did some digging Uh, they mean intestines that doesn't make it sound any less funny Uh, but essentially he had uh, he died of swelling of the internal intestinal lining from a ruptured appendix so basically sepsis essentially kills him so super painful way to die and i was like great karma Um,
0: my man got his guts rearranged
1: Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. but,
0: but instead of being hot and sexy, it's death. It's he died.
1: It's super death. Yeah, and allegedly his last words were Joseph, Joseph, Joseph. <laughs> okay. I guess, and, and people believe he was calling out to Joseph Smith, but there's really no way to tell because there was a lot of Josephs around. Um, and he is buried in Salt Lake City at the Mormon Pioneer Memorial Monument. At the time of his death. Uh, Because he had his finger in every utility, temple, university, and import that touched Salt Lake, he died the wealthiest man in Utah with approximately $600,000 to his name or $6 million in today's money.
0: Oh, that's crazy. I'm going to piss on his grave. Honestly, if you get the chance, go for it. Yeah. I say we have a cult podcast meetup where we all piss on his football. We all piss grave. on Brigham Young's grave. Yeah. Um, and, uh, he has
1: it coming, I would say.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's got it coming too, but definitely piss. I'll get to the coming after, but the piss for sure. The piss for sure. <laughs> well, it's not the way I expected him to die. I expected him to die when Sylvester Stallone came in and said, Becca, my day, we only had one wife. Bam. And then fucking bam. G- and then they put the Sigma male grind set song underneath. So, you know, it's badass. Um, anyway. And
1: even though he's gotten shot in the face, he's just like, I'll take a beverage bucket. And you're like, <laughs> sick ass last words, fool.
0: I forgot about the beverage bucket. <laughs> I bet you did. We filled a beverage bucket with O positive blood. It's what you need. You need to get it inside of you oh god um it's insane to me that the beverage bucket is not something i made up because even when i was saying it to you at the beginning of the episode it I was
1: sounded like, made up it was honestly. like i was
0: in my head i was like there's no way i got that right it's not called the beverage bucket like i had to go back on and check mm-hmm. to make sure i wasn't lying to you worst Worst fucking thing ever made. Hey, it's me, Armando Torres. If you've been listening this far, you obviously like some of the jokes that I make because otherwise you would have turned it off way long ago. Um, if you're listening to this episode uh, and you are in Kansas City, Missouri, you can see Paige and myself at Panic Fest. Although it is sold out. Yes. Both shows. So...
1: But there is a karaoke party later that night. So if you're in town and you want to see us sing badly, there you go.
0: Well, there you go. Well, hell yeah. So, yeah, that's going on. That's going to be on the uh, 15th of uh, April of this week, Saturday. I don't know why I can't talk Yeah, next Saturday. Uh, If you are in Austin, Texas, on uh, Wednesday the 19th, I will be doing an episode of uh, Rooster Teeth Podcast Live. We're going to be at Moon Tower Uh, I got some shows surrounding there too. You can check my Instagram for more info, uh, go to at Mondo does stuff. That's M A N D O does stuff all one word. Um, and then, you know what, this isn't even a plug, but on 420, I want to be high out of my mind in Austin, Texas at a random movie theater, uh, fucking try to find it and figure out what movie I'm going to watch. And if you figure all of that out, I'll fucking see you there, pal. (laughs) uh yeah so that's that's me hope to see you soon again it's at mondo does stuff m-a-n-d-o does stuff all one word and that's twitter instagram tiktok fucking twitch all that shit baby bye good night good luck i love you
1: hey it's your girl page if you want to listen to my voice other places you could listen to horror virgin and romancing the pod If you don't like my voice, but you do like my ideas, you could listen to Ship Hits the Fan. Uh, If you are in the Bay Area, I think there's still a handful of tickets left for Roast Battle at Cobbs on 420. Best place to blaze it. Uh, I will also be judging on 423 at the Punchline in Sacramento. Uh, So if you are more of a Sacramento person, Roast Battle in Sacramento, go ahead and get tickets for that. Uh, Then when I come back, I'm back for a few weeks, and then I am in Japan for the first week of June. Uh, Once I have show dates and uh, venues, I will put that information out. Uh, And that's it for me. The best place to find that information is on social media, at Page Wesley on Twitter, or at Rampage Wesley on Instagram and TikTok. I love you so much. Bye.
0: Yeah, and just to give you a little heads up as a listener, uh, this next week Paige and I will be in uh, Kansas City, Missouri for Panic Fest. Um, And so we will probably be releasing that episode maybe a little bit late, depending on our schedule. Uh, And then... The following week, I'm just looking at this now, uh, we're both going to be traveling, and the week after that, I'm moving. So, episodes might be a little bit sporadic, we'll let you know, we'll do a good job of communicating that with you while we know. Um, but, super fucking stoked, Panic Fest, baby, it's going to be a fun time! Panic Fest, yes. I'm so excited. So, uh, yeah, thank you for bearing with us with this weird time and scheduling, um, if you're if if you need a summarization of what's been going on, uh, moving sucks. It's the worst. It's awful. Paige is sitting in a in a fort made of boxes and uh, box fort. I have just like bags of clothes, just like medical grade trash ba- like fucking coroner's bags filled with old fat guy clothing.
1: Well, we've been trying to record Horror Virgin and stuff because I've been in the new house for like three days. Uh, but we don't have a lot of our stuff yet. And so if I sound different, that is why. It's because I used to record in a place that had a bunch of crap in it. And now it's like, hey, it's empty. So like it sounds real echoey and crazy. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Sorry about that. It'll be back to normal. It's fucking weird, man.
0: Never move. Never make a big move if you can avoid it. Stay in the same place. If you're, if you're listening to this and you're younger, if you're younger than us, uh, never leave your hometown there's nothing for you out there don't ever go to the big city what are you fucking doing your parents have a house just stay there until they die and then you don't get the ever house. eat avocado toast save never. all your toast money for a house no no avocado toast is a liberal fucking lie and the only thing that matters is staying in your hometown never expanding your worldview and voting Republican baby let's go no. don't do it oh my god don't do it <laughs> make every person who moved to a big city after you graduated high school regret not unfriending you on facebook
1: <laughs> this is your Dang destiny that,
0: okay all right i'm done uh you can follow us on instagram at Colt podcast
1: or on twitter at Colt podcast show you
0: can send us an email to Colt podcast show at gmail.com
1: or if you have um you know what if you have pictures polaroids video of you pissing on Brigham Young's grave. Uh, <laughs> feel free to send them to us at 3756 West Avenue 40, Sweet K, number 237. Like, like The, the Shining. Shining, Los Angeles, California, 90065. <laughs> and I think I'm going to say don't drink anything Brigham Young hands you. He's evil. And it's probably the blood of an innocent person.
0: No, but do drink enough so that you can take a fat piss on his grave. Yeah,
1: drink just a... Get yourself a beverage bucket. Drink <laughs> that to take a fat piss on his grave. And
0: don't drink the Kool-Aid. <laughs> Bye. Dude, I'm sneaking a beverage bucket of piss in there. They're never going to catch <laughs> me. Just dumping it out. Boring <laughs> one out for the real ones. Yeah. I th- <laughs> Goodbye, everybody.